The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Thank you so much for joining me today. I got to tell you where I am and where I'm not. I am not in hot old Arizona where the studio is. I am not in freezing cold Washington, D.C. where I live and they've got so much snow that I'm not actually sure how I'm going to get into my house. Um, I am broadcasting live from sunny, beautiful San Diego, where I'm sitting at the Holiday Inn Express San Diego, right in the downtown. So today is a great day, a great day to be talking to you, a great day to be talking about breastfeeding. I am Marie Biancuso, your host for Born to be Breastfeeding fed and i am coming to you today with the help of sarah wells bags they're helping you to bring the show today and as promised i'm here to help the mother who is going back to work and wants to provide her milk for her baby if there's one thing i've noticed over the years it's that many women or or mothers or People, I suppose, don't do things because of the obstacles they think are in the way. But often those things are just myths. They're not real obstacles. So I'm going to assume that you're a mother who is planning to go back to work and you're trying to decide if you can express and store your milk while you're at work. I'm also guessing that you've heard some myths about what you need what's available or not available, and pretty much anything that has to do with getting the lactating job done while you're on the job. So, here are the myths I'm going to take on today. Number one, I hear this most frequently, you must have access to a refrigerator or perhaps a dedicated freezer, excuse me, a dedicated refrigerator to store your milk at work. Number two, you must express your milk in the bathroom. Number three, you must own slash use slash take a pump to work. Number four, you must start expressing and saving your milk in the first week after giving birth. Number five, you won't have enough milk after you return to work. That is, you must resort to formula. Number six, Your baby won't accept your milk if he's not at the breast. Number seven, 
it must be an all or nothing deal. It's either all mother's milk or it's all formula, uh, and that's the myth. And number eight, you won't have enough time to express your milk during the work day. Have you heard those myths? I bet you have. I bet you've even believed some of them. So let me try to just take this on one at a time. Let me, let me tackle the first one. You must have access to a refrigerator or perhaps a dedicated refrigerator to store your milk at work. That's a myth. Here's the truth. If you are collecting and storing your milk for a healthy, full-term, well-infant, you might not need a refrigerator at all. And if you do need a refrigerator, you don't don't necessarily need to store your milk in a dedicated refrigerator. Let me explain the finer points. First of all, I think it would be useful to determine in your own work environment what is room temperature. I'm going to give you a quote from the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine because actually what they tell you here is about how long you can store it at room temperature, depending on what kind of room temperature we're talking. All right, here's a quote. Warmer ambient temperatures are associated with faster growing bacterial counts in stored milk. For room temperatures ranging from 27 degrees Celsius to 32 degrees Celsius, And by the way, I translated that for the rest of us. That's about 80 degrees to 89.6 degrees. Three to four hours at room temperature may be a reasonable limit. And they give three different references. Although I will tell you, I know that at least one of those, I know without even looking, I know that it actually didn't go all the way up quite that high. Then they go on to say, for very clean expressed milk with very little bacteria, six to eight hours at lower room temperatures may be reasonable. There, they give four different references. First of all, you should have absolute confidence in the American Academy, the, excuse me, the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. I am absolutely sure that when these folks write one of their protocol, and what I just quoted to you here was from the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine's protocol call, it's number eight. It is human milk storage information for home use for full-term infants. It was revised in March 2010. It was published in Breastfeeding Medicine, uh, Volume 5, Number 3. That is their most recent statement. So I want you to have full confidence in that. But I also want to kind of translate this a little bit for your actual work situations. So know how warm it is in your place of work. Knowing the demographics of the people that are listening to this show, I'm assuming that many or most of you are going back to work in air-conditioned offices. If you're working in an air-conditioned office, I'm assuming that your office environment is somewhere around 70 to 72 degrees Fahrenheit. So, you can safely store your milk 
on your desk or some other clean place at room temperature if the room is in that area where I think you're probably going to find your air-conditioned offices, all right, for at least six to eight hours. But there is a big caveat there. Notice what the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine said. They said if the it, it was... Um, if it was expressed under very clean conditions. So I could talk all day about what constitutes clean conditions, but I will tell you that the one thing that I frequently see is that mothers don't wash their hands before they express their milk. Absolutely, positively, wash your hands before you touch anything that has anything to do with food. Okay? Now, let's say that you are working in an environment that is hotter than what I have just described, which was, I got to go back and look at that quote exactly because I always get a little bit messed up with the, the Celsius. They said 27 degrees to 32 degrees, which translates to about 80 to 89 Fahrenheit. If you're working in a situation that is warmer than that, they say you can still keep your milk at room temperature. They say that for about three to four hours is, I quote, reasonable. But again, you want to have it under clean conditions, okay? You might not want to do that. But actually, the safety does not appear to be compromised in terms of the bacteria, okay? Why would you think that that would be so? Well, because the special components of human milk actually fight germs. This no refrigerator necessary statement under those conditions is especially useful for women who have an older baby and they're expressing their milk very infrequently. So let's say that you do have that older baby. You're not expressing as frequently as you used to. And let's say that you express at lunchtime and then you leave about four o'clock in the afternoon from work and it only takes you 10 minutes to drive home. Guess what? You're in luck. You can probably skip the whole refrigerator thing completely if you are under good circumstances. Okay. Yeah, actually, I cut that probably about 10 minutes close there. But let's say you expressed your milk at 7 o'clock at home, and then let's say you expressed your milk again at 10 a.m. when you were at work, and again at 2 p.m., and you don't anticipate getting home until 6 p.m. Okay, so here's what you can do if you don't have access to a refrigerator. Get an insulated bag. Some of you probably already have those cute little insulated bags. You know what I mean. They're fairly cute. They're fairly small. And actually, um, if not, you can just buy one of those little insulated lunch bag things. They're everywhere. They're at stores like Target or Walmart. No problem. Better yet, if you happen to have Sarah Wells' stylish new bag to carry your breast pump, you can slip that small insulated bag into the bigger Sarah Wells bag along with your breast pump, and you won't need to choose between form and function. You can have style and functionality and still have room 
the Sarah Wells bag for the iPod or the Kindle and whole bunches of other electronic things. I don't know about you, but I usually just get too befuddled when I have too many things to carry. I sort of need to put little bags inside of bigger bags, and that usually keeps me so I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Now, I want to give you just a word here about those insulated bags. My husband and I have carried our insulated bags for hours, and I'm talking hours, and they do a great job of keeping the cold foods cold. According to the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine, you can keep your milk in one of those insulated chests or bags with some blue ice, and by the way, that's what they call it, for up to 24 hours. That's probably many more hours than what you need if you're a working gal. Though I have to tell you, last week I felt like I was the biggest working gal in the whole world. I felt like I was running more than 12-hour days. Holy. Alrighty. So, let's get to the part about the dedicated refrigerator. You know what I mean by a dedicated refrigerator. I mean a refrigerator that's dedicated to you or your milk. And here's the thing. You do not need a dedicated refrigerator. Again, it's the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine to the rescue. They clearly say you can put your milk in a refrigerator where others' employees keep their lunch or other food. Now, you may not want to. I've seen some refrigerators where I'm reluctant to keep my own lunch, for heaven's sakes. But in theory, you don't need a dedicated refrigerator for your baby's milk. Now, just hold your horses because I know you're going to want a ton of information on refrigerating your milk at home for a period of days. That show's coming. Just just hold on. That's a whole other show. But in the meanwhile, I'm just saying that in many cases, you can get away without using a refrigerator at all during your workday. Or more to the point, I guess, I'm saying that having a refrigerator in your workplace is not absolutely necessary, and not having a refrigerator in your workplace should not be a deterrent to safely storing your milk, unless you're going to be working for more than 24 hours in the same place, okay? So then, let me repeat. According to the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine, you could actually keep your milk for about three to four hours if the room is over 85, 86, 87 degrees, something like that. I did the Fahrenheit for you there. About six to eight hours if the room is less than 77 to 85 degrees Fahrenheit. And up to 24 hours if you have it in a cooler with the blue ice. Wow, that was a lot of refrigerator talk. But I think that's all that I have. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. 
Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to energy medicine and optimal health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Born to Be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed, brought to you today by Sarah Wells Bags. I just got through talking about that first myth about the refrigerators, and now I want to move on to actually expressing milk. Here's the myth I often hear. Oh, no, I don't want to express my milk at work because I'd have to do it in the bathroom. Well, actually, you don't have to do it in the bathroom. That is a myth. Here's the truth. The Affordable Care Act stipulates that employers need to provide a place for mothers to express their milk somewhere other than the bathroom. And certainly there are other places to pump. Now, let me give you the skinny on this. Effective March 23, 2010, this federal law requires employers to provide break time and a place for hourly paid employers to express their milk while they're at work. The law states that employers must provide a, quote, reasonable amount of time, and they must provide a private space other than the bathroom. They are required to provide this until the baby, the the employee's baby, turns one year old. I'm going to repeat that. The employer is required to provide this until the employee's baby turns one year old. 
This law is part of Section 4207 of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act under the Fair Labor Standards Act, FLSA is that, you'll sometimes see that, of 2011. You can download the text of Section 4207 only if you wish, and I would encourage you to do that, by the way, and I would encourage you that if you get any flack about it, that you take it to your employer. Now, I do want to just point out here, though, that if if the company has fewer than 50 employees, they can require they can be exempt from that. Am I making sense? I'm not sure if I really said that right. With If the employer has fewer than 50 employees, they can be exempt from that law where they have to give you the time to pump and the private space. So beware. Now, if you know that you have this break time, and by the way, uh, let me just say that just because an employer is not required by law doesn't mean that they won't provide it. A lot of times, you just have to ask, okay? I have fewer than 50 people in my organization, but you can bet that if I have a breastfeeding mother that comes to my office to work, she's going to have a place to express her milk, okay? So, try to Look at what your options are about the actual expressing. What can you do other than go to the ladies' room? Well, I think there are three options. Here's your first option. The first option, obviously, is find a place in your building, in your place of work, in your office. Then, lactation lounge, it might be your own office. It might be someone else's office. And by the way, women generally are pretty good at vacating their offices for another woman if you tell them you're only going to be 15 minutes or so. But let's say you can't get anybody to agree to that. Then try to look for other places. Might your building have a conference room that you could sign up to use every day at noon or whatever? Might there be a locker room? And honestly, you could use just a clean closet in your place of work. Drag yourself a little chair in there. And if you don't have a chair to drag in or that isn't realistic, you could get one of those. Oh, they're sort of like folding chairs. The old people, well, I mean, people older than I am, you know, uh, (laughs) will will have them when they're going to go and listen to, um, you know, the band in the park or something. You could use one of those. That would work. Not very great, but it would work better than nothing. So all of these are pretty good options because they're in your building. And they don't begin to address where you should pump if you work in a sewing factory or if you're a hard hat worker for a utility company, okay? I I get that. But that being said, you should know the law. The Affordable Care Act requires American employers to provide a clean, non-bathroom space with an electrical outlet and also to provide, quote, reasonable time for lactating employees to express their milk. Now, that, uh, that's all well and good, but I do want to tell you that you should be aware that the employer does not need to pay you during the time that you're taking a break to express your milk. 
they certainly could, but the federal law does not require that. And keep in mind that there are the companies that if they have the 50 employees, they can claim a hardship exemption. Keep in mind, too, what employers are not required to do. Employers are not required to provide other things, such as refrigeration units to store the milk that the mothers expressed. So all they're really doing is just providing a space and some time, and those are good things. Okay, the first option is always try to find something in your own building, preferably your own office. There are, however, some possible second options. Look for the nearby options. Here's a good one. How about going home for lunch? I just talked to a woman a few days ago who said she only lived four minutes from her place of work. Okay, there you go. There's your answer. Here's another idea. Try a nearby public building. This isn't as crazy as you might think. You might think about whether you're within a short walking distance of a building that does have a place you might express and collect your milk. Look around. Might there be a university? I can tell you they're probably going to have a, a lactation lounge. How about a hospital? They're probably going to have a lactation lounge. How about a big department store? My experience of Places like Dillard's, for example, now there's one of my favorite stores, uh, they have a really nice lounge that is attached to the ladies' room, but you don't have to pump in the bathroom part or in the stall. Uh, what about a museum? Any building that might have a lactation lounge or a private place where you could, could sort of hide, as my mother would say. How about a church or other house of worship that might have an empty office? or a conference room, or even just a clean closet? Ask. I think you would find that many people would be willing to accommodate you if you're across the street from them and they have a space. Ask. Don't be shy. Hey, what about a gym? Some gyms have very nice lounges or locker rooms. And guess what? If you joined the gym, you might be on the road to improving your figure, too. Okay? I try to get to the YMCA at least twice or three times a week. Um, I'm not postpartum. I don't have a baby, but I do need to keep myself in shape, as do we all. Joining the gym would not be a bad idea. How about the office building of a woman-owned business where the woman owner might be sympathetic to providing space, if you asked? My experience is that most women are just afraid to ask. But let's think about this. How does public policy get changed in America? Women have gained all sorts of rights and privileges because one woman, one woman has raised the question or has made the statement. We've had some very courageous women in American history who have not stood for just the status quo. Take a look at somebody like Rosa Parks or Susan B. Anthony or any other number of courageous women. They did a whole lot more than ask. So other women should try to muster the courage to at least ask. Here's your third option. Pump and dump. Now, 
I realize that for many of you, you're cringing at the thought of dumping your precious milk down the sink, okay? And I applaud you for cringing when I mentioned it. But honestly, I worked with one woman who routinely dumped her milk down the sink. When we questioned why she would do this, she just shrugged and said something like, well, why bother saving it? There's more where that came from. So what I would warn you about there is if you're one of those people who produces a ton of milk, you might not even want to bother to store it at all. But pump and dump might really be an option. I can think of one gal who she just always stood over the sink. And she didn't have to worry about cleanliness. She didn't have to worry about what to do with it. As she said, there was more where that came from. So any of these things might be possible options for you. Now, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what to do if you don't have a ready-made lactation lounge or an office to express your milk. Okay, I'm going to give you some ideas that I hope might be helpful. In the meanwhile, I want you to remember that we are doing a Facebook contest on my Facebook. Here's what you should do. You should go to Born to be Breastfed. Uh, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Hold on. Uh, you should go to Facebook and you should put in Born to be Breastfed with Marie Biancuto. And it's absolutely critical that you put in with Marie Biancuto because if you don't, you'll get the wrong site. Okay? So put in to Facebook, Born to be Breastfed with Marie Biancuto, and you will see how to enter our Facebook contest because you might get an opportunity to win a Sarah Wells bag. Okay, that's all I got for right now. On the other side of the break, we'll talk a little bit more. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. 
have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody. Uh, Anne Marie Bianda with Born to be Breastfed. Back to talk to you, the working woman, about getting the lactation job done while you're on the job. Now, want to tell you, I gave you like this little teaser talking to you about our Facebook contest. Let me tell you how the Facebook contest is going to work. Go to Facebook, put in Born to be Breastfed with Marie Biancuzzo. When you see my picture, you know you are on the correct Facebook site. While you are there, what I'd like you to do is leave a comment in order to be entered into the contest. The comment is pretty simple, ladies, okay? All you have to do is leave us your number one tip for breastfeeding mothers who are returning to work. You've been out there. You've done it. You've lived it. Tell me, what was your number one tip that I pass on to everybody else I'm interested in knowing what you have to say. What you're interested in is entering this contest. We will do a random drawing. That was a random drawing. And if you win, let me tell you what you're going to get. You are going to get a free bag from Sarah Wells. Your breast pump will fit right in it, as well as maybe that little lunch uh, thermal thing that I talked about as well as your electronic stuff, and there's room for plenty more. Let me tell you, though, you know, honestly, I'm a little bit too old to be worrying about whether I need Sarah Wells back, okay? There's no chance I'm going to be lactating at my stage of the game. But I will tell you that a a good-looking bag is important to me, all right? If you want to look like a classy woman going to a job where you want to look like a classy woman, instead of making a public announcement that you're carrying your breast pump, which is what a lot of people do, this is a great way to look like an altogether professional woman. And by the way, you get some functionality out of that bag. I always think about this with briefcases. Honest, it just drives me out of my mind that I always have a briefcase that looks like men designed it. Uh, it's very mannish, as my mother would say. It looks very mannish. They are functional, but they don't look very good. So Sarah has designed a bag that I think is very good looking and very functional, very functional, form and function together. Can't miss it. So 
Don't miss that Facebook contest, ladies. It's there for you. All right, so I gave you some three options for what you can do about pumping at work. Now, I'm going to go on and tell you that for those of you who might not have a ready-made lactation lounge or an office to express your milk, try thinking about what you can do to make a suitable place for yourself. Here's what I mean. A lot of companies don't necessarily have a lactation lounge, so to speak, and creating one might seem like a big burden to the managers. Take some initiative, preferably while you're still pregnant and you have some time to make some changes that will benefit you and your baby later. I'm talking about hands-on changes here, folks. If management isn't working fast enough to provide a place for you, then offer to help. Yes, let me emphasize, I said hands-on help. I can think of once in my career when I wanted an office of my own. My boss basically told me that I was out of luck. There simply wasn't an office for me. I would just have to share with somebody else. And I mentioned to her that the building had a small room that seemed like a storeroom full of clutter. And she admitted that the room did have clutter, but that she didn't have the financial or the human resources to clean out the room. So guess what? I volunteered. I grabbed a few friends, and with the boss's permission, we cleaned out the piles of clutter from literally floor to ceiling. No joke. When we got to the bottom of the clutter, I can tell you, it was pretty dusty, pretty dirty, pretty icky. So, the second big thing was to get it cleaned. Uh, We didn't have a union, so none of the decluttering and the cleaning stepped on any union toes, okay? So, we were good there. I finally got a few used furnishings for the office, and voila, guess what? A simple, clean, albeit sparse, place for me was created. So stop thinking that that lactation room needs to be formal or be beautiful or that it needs to be beautifully decorated or lavishly furnished. In fact, stop even thinking that it will exist. Maybe you need to make it exist. And you have the power to do that. If you have a chair, a clean, a clean thing whatever that thing is, to put your supplies on and an electrical outlet, you've got nearly everything you need. You can wash your hands in the ladies' room before you go into this little self-made lounge, and you don't need running water in the room itself. And as for the thing to put your stuff on, anything that's clean will do the job. You could even get a clean upside-down box and put one of those disposable tablecloths on it. I'm sure that would be absolutely fine. I want to briefly address mothers who travel as part of their job. They may find themselves expressing their milk in the back of a taxi or on a park bench or at an airport and much more. These situations are not ideal. But if you're motivated, you can do it. Just remember, you are doing the most important thing for your baby. And every time you tell yourself that you don't really like doing this, you tell yourself, I'm doing the most important thing for my baby. And the only thing that nobody else can do. Okay? Now, by the way, 
if you have outdoor employment, I'm thinking about, for example, women who have a job as a hard hat worker for a utility company or women who are forest rangers or have other similar jobs. You'll need to come up with some ideas while you were pregnant for how you're going to express your milk after the baby arrives. If you're a woman in that situation, you may need to be bold. You may may need to ask. You may need to be creative. You may need to make that spot for yourself. And, by the way, if you are a mother who has successfully expressed your milk and maintained lactation when you didn't have a private office or a colleague's office, let me know. I want to hear about it. How did you find a spot for yourself? Send me an email. I want to know, okay? Here's, because I need to help other mothers, and I'm I will admit that that one kind of is like, okay, I don't really exactly know. I don't have a, a list of things that I can just say to people, here you go. So if you are the mother who has successfully expressed your milk and maintained lactation when you didn't have a private office or a colleague's office, email me. Here's my address. It's radio at borntobebreastfed.com. I'll repeat that. Send me a note. Tell me how you did it. I'm at radio at borntobebreastfed.com. So, bottom line is this. Find a spot. Insist on being being provided with a spot if the law entitles you to it. And be creative in making a spot if that's the bunch of cards you've been dealt. Really, you're not always the dealer. And sometimes, frankly, you get a lousy hand. So play the hand you're dealt and always play to win. Always. Now, I'll tell you what. I'm going to skip number five for just a short minute because I think I would do a little bit better with number five on the other side of the break. Right now, I'm going to go to number four. This is myth number four. I'm going to skip number three for a minute. Myth number four is you must start expressing and saving your milk within the first week after giving birth. That's a myth, and it's not a good idea. Here's the truth. I don't advise any mother to start pumping until her milk supply has been fully established, unless she has a baby who is unable to suckle. And here's why. The best pump in the world doesn't provide the same kind of stimulation that your baby can provide. Lactation is not fully established until about three to four weeks after giving birth. So here's what I want you to do. Do lots and lots and lots of skin-to-skin contact with your baby. Nurse your baby as soon as you give birth and many, many, many times a day for the first three weeks or so, and your body will get the message that it needs to make plenty of milk. Remember what I said. There's no pump in the world that's going to be the same as your baby. All of that being said, let me emphasize that what I've just said is my best advice. But certainly, if your baby is indeed unable to nurse for some reason or another, or if you need to return to work before about six weeks postpartum, 
postpartum, then you'll need to adjust that information to fit your own situation, okay? That's really up to you. You really need to be able to find it. Okay, then. We've talked about a bunch of stuff. We've talked a little bit about how sometimes those lactation rooms are just not already in able to accommodate you. Sometimes you have to ask. Sometimes you have to make your own future happen. And then we talked a little bit about when to start. And the answer is, well, I guess I didn't really say, did I? Um, I would start doing the pumping about after the three to four week mark, unless you have a special circumstance. Okay, folks, that's all I've got for right now. Stay tuned. We will be back right after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed. Um, we left off, we kind of left out number three. Myth number three is you must own slash use slash take a pump to work. Let's start with own. Uh, that's a myth. You don't need to own a pump. 
I know, I know. Everyone these days thinks they need to own whatever, and I include myself here. I'm always, you know, trying to think about what I can buy from Amazon.com instead of uh, renting it from Amazon.com, but you can do that. So here's what I'm going to say about breast pumps. You can rent a pump if you want to use a pump to express from your milk. Um, Where are you going to find a place to rent a pump? Well, I don't know. It really depends on where you live. Even relatively small communities have rental depots, hospitals, or pharmacies that rent pumps. Check out online and see who in your neighborhood rents pumps. Find out their hours of operation and find out about how much it costs to rent a pump. I think you'll be very, very surprised to find that you can rent a very high-quality pump for a very reasonable amount of money. Now, wait till I tell you this. Since the Voice America studio is located in Phoenix, Arizona, here in the United States, I typed into Google, Rent Breast Pump Phoenix. And my first hit was a place called Anything for Baby Rental Service. They provide free delivery in the greater Phoenix area. How do you like that? So then I was curious, and I looked at their prices. They price them by the month, one month, two months, three months. And the... The biggest ticket item was $80 for one month, $160 for two months, or $180 for three months. Now, these are very high-quality, hospital-grade pumps. So let's say you want to go for the biggest ticket item for the longest period of time. That's $180 for three months. Do you seriously think you need to own your own pump? And if you want to own your own pump, you may be buying a model that is not as good as the one that you can rent. So think about this. And if you're not in the greater Phoenix area, but you do want to rent, you might want to look at the um, something like the Yummy Mummy store. And I'll, I'll give you their URL. It's yummymummystore.com, which appears to me to provide either sales or rental of breast pumps on a national level. And they even take insurance. And when I puttered around on their website, I could see that you could even choose from a pull-down list of your particular insurance company. I have not had personal contact with these folks, <laughs> although maybe they'll call me when this show is over. Who knows? Uh, by the time you hear this as a download, you never know. Um, but they seem to offer products and services that are at least worth checking out. Let me be clear. Renting is not for everyone, okay? But then buying isn't for everyone either. Yes, I know that often your insurance can pick up the bill when you buy a pump, but here's one of the best-kept secrets. Insurance may pick up the bill for renting a pump, too. If you're renting a pump and it malfunctions, bam, call the place where you rented the thing, and it can probably be replaced by the end of the day. If you own your own pump, getting a replacement that fast or that easily might not be quite so simple. As usual, It takes different strokes for different folks. How about hand expression? You know, I was preaching hand expression 20 years ago, and I was the only one that was preaching that message. But honestly, I am more and more impressed with the efficiency and the cleanliness and the general volume that can be had with hand expression. I could burn your ear about that for a long time. You probably don't want to hear that on this show. A lot of people just think that technology is always better. And honestly, um, I think hand expression is pretty doggone hard to beat. 
Let me take myth number five. You won't have enough milk after you return to work. You must resort to formula. That's a myth. It's just not true. You know, a few days ago, I talked with a mother of a six and a half month old who is pumping about eight to nine ounces of milk on her left breast and 10 ounces of milk on her right breast at every pumping session. Now, she works full time. And you heard me correctly. She is pumping at least 18 ounces of milk per pumping session. She has been back at work for at least three months, as I recall. And obviously, she still has plenty of milk. The trick is to maintain supply is pretty simple. You need regular stimulation to your breasts. And secondly... This recommendation is really just an extension of the first recommendation. Don't let your breasts get too full. If you start feeling like you're waiting for just a few minutes and you're putting it off, that's not a good idea. Don't delay. Number six, your baby won't accept milk uh, if your milk if he's not at the breast. Nope, not true. Here's the truth. Your baby will probably do just fine if you introduce the bottle before he is three months old. That's the ticket. Here are some tips from my good friend, Debbie Bocar, RN, PhD, IBCLC, and I added a thought or two, but as usual, Deb is spot on with this stuff. The time to introduce the bottle could be key. Don't introduce the bottle when he is uh, three months old. Instead, you you want to wait until he's at least two weeks old and preferably a little longer, like three or three or so weeks old. And the reason is that babies have a different tongue action during those uh, first few weeks when they're trying to learn the breast. And then what happens is at three months, they start to not suck reflexively anymore. They suck in a conscious way. And that can be kind of a blinger because then they don't want to transfer that skill. So introduce the bottle more than two weeks, less than um, less than three months. Here's the next myth. It must be an all or nothing deal. No, not true. Absolutely not true. We all know that exclusive breastfeeding is best for the first six months, but it might not be realistic. Consider your options and know what I'm going to tell you here. Any amount of milk that is your own milk is better than nothing. And number seven, you won't have time to express your milk during the workday. That's a myth. You can find time to make it work if you really want to. I worked in a major university hospital where we did 4,200 deliveries a year from our labor floor. And I can tell you that the nurses on the labor floor were all overworked and busy, busy, busy. But several of them successfully successfully pumped during their shift. The biggest trick is to just get organized ahead of time. I gave some tips on an earlier show about how to save time. And one of them, of course, was for things like um, uh, anything where you can do just one, uh, be using your hands in a way that's most, uh, most useful and doing a little bit of multitasking. Well, I don't know where this whole hour went because I was kind of talking as fast as I could at the end. I tried to... Um, give you a a plug for each thing that I know is a workable solution, I want you to go to the website for Sarah uh, Wells Bags, 
I want you to enter our Facebook contest. I want to thank all of you for being present today. As usual, it was a real joy to just be with you, and I'm so glad that I could be with you from uh, sunny San Diego, where I just got finishing uh, finished teaching not only one, but two courses. So thank you to you, and I will be back next week. Promise I'll help you to bust the myths. And in the meanwhile, I'm Marie Biancuzzo with Born to be Breastfed. Just remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.